Did you know improving your communication can double your net worth? Just because it's not your title doesn't mean you're not in sales. You are. Lloyd Day created and has taught this communication training for 30 plus years. Macy McNeely, Lloyd's daughter, and Catherine Schubert, a founding student, were struggling entrepreneurs who, after going under his wing and seeing their businesses quadruple, knew that this was the missing piece for so many others. That's how the Guide Culture Training started and has taught over 500 students in just two short years. Sales is guiding people into a decision that is best for them. Guide Culture is not sales training, it's life training. We are a group of completely bought-in sales professionals who persuade for good. Here are your hosts, Macy, Loy, and Catherine. A lot of times you hear us talk about the one chance that you have, the one opportunity that you have to say the right thing in order to get what you want. We say success happens when preparation meets opportunity. And while you cannot predict your opportunities, you can absolutely be prepared for whatever comes your way. And in this episode, you're going to hear about some situations and some experiences and some tangible things that have happened where the opportunity was presented and the ball was fumbled on the one yard line, as we say, to really make the right action happen. And that is not what we want for you. We want you to be really, really prepared for any opportunity that comes, whether you're standing at a Christmas party and someone says, hey, tell me a little bit about what you do. Or you're on a sales call and someone is asking, hey, like, tell me how much time this takes or, or tell me about the price or tell me about the offer. That is your one opportunity that hopefully you're prepared for. For now, whether you feel prepared or you feel like you could be a little more prepared, or you feel like you're you're good to go, you're ready. You can always be a little bit better. So we are going to give you that opportunity at our next workshop we are doing. I'm actually recording this intro to slide it into this podcast episode because it's coming up. We're going to do it on Tuesday, December the 7th at 12 p.m. Eastern time. A lot of you asked if we could do it during the day this time. We've had a couple of workshops. The first one we did was on objection handling. The second one that we did was on kind of generating curiosity. And this workshop is going to be all about perfecting your pitch. Now, a pitch quote, you know, I don't love the word pitch, but we're using that because like that's what people think about when they think of sales, right? Their one opportunity, that's their chance to make the pitch, say the right thing. And so that's what you're going to really learn in this workshop is, hey, how do we make this more of a process instead of an event? Because, you know, nothing's going to happen in that one moment. But if you say the right things to kind of get the process going, that is where the opportunity, that one opportunity turns into another and turns into another and turns into another. Uh, so all the information for this workshop is going to be in the description below in this podcast episode. And it is going to be an amazing workshop. Kat and I are going to be there. You're going to pitch us and we are going to kind of help walk you through how you can adjust it to say the right thing when the opportunity comes. Do not miss it. We cannot wait to see you there Tuesday, December the 7th, 2021 at 12 p.m. Eastern time. All right. Enjoy the episode. Hey, hey, Guide Culture fam, Macy McNeely here. I am here to share some feelings that I'm feeling right now. I'm feeling very passionate about a specific topic and there's no better place to talk when you're feeling passionate than a voice memo for a podcast episode. My husband and I have been kind of church hopping, church 
shopping a little bit since coming back in person. And now that I have my own kid, I'm just like, okay, I got to find a place that feels really good for me and for our family. And I'm just reminded through this process of just how crucial, how crucial little interactions are, especially when you're in ministry. So I used to work in ministry. I used to work in children's ministry specifically, and I enjoyed the job. In fact, I learned so much about really a lot of things, but I mean, I've structured guide culture from the concept of small groups. Like I was in charge of small groups in children's ministry uh, in my last job. And within the the kind of hierarchy of that was there was a group structure, which is what I was. I was the only paid person uh, when it came to this hierarchy. And then there was something called a coach and each coach was in charge of a grade of small group leaders. And I was in direct communication with the coaches. And then the coaches were in direct communication with the small group leaders. And then the small group leaders are the ones who actually led the kids in church every Sunday. They had a group of about eight to 10 kids. Now, if that doesn't sound familiar, let me explain a little bit about how guide culture is kind of structured. There is a coach leader. She is the kind of person on staff that is leading our coaches. Our coaches are trained. They've been trained through and through. Uh, It takes about a year to become the master coach level. And they lead our students that are in small groups of about eight to 10 people. So the structure is aligned exactly from you know, my last job and also working in ministry and kind of coming into entrepreneurship. uh, My mom always kind of tells me this about parenting. She'll, She'll say, Hey, you'll take a lot of really good things that I've done raising you. And there are going to be some things that you don't love and you're going to not take those on purpose. And I encourage you to be aware of what those things are and, you know, don't bring them into your parenting and do it differently. And that awareness in parenting has been awesome, but also in entrepreneurship, I'm like, okay, what are some things I want to take? And then what are some specific things I want to leave and create my own culture within the business? So of course there are things that I'm like, hey, I'm going to leave this behind. But one specific thing that will be completely different in my company is the culture. And it will always be a sales culture in the guide culture company. And you might be thinking, oh, well, you're a sales training. So that makes sense. I don't care if we are a nonprofit, you know, scrubbing people's floors all day. I don't know where that idea or where that thought just came from, but I'm thinking of just like any kind of nonprofit organization that doesn't seem like a sales organization. I sure as heck would be running it with a sales mentality and keeping the culture a sales culture. And I'm going to give you a very specific example of why this matters so much. Why this matters so much. Every interaction in a church should be a sales interaction. Let me say that again. Every 
interaction in a church should be a sales interaction. And I mean, I'm not trying to get religious over here. I'm really not. But if you are a Christian, if you are a follower, every interaction should be that you have should be a sales interaction. So now that we're kind of coming to church in person and I'm a new mom, right? Like, and I have to leave my kid in a nursery, which right now he has a nanny. So we don't do daycare currently. So it's my first time really kind of doing that, dropping him off with strangers and other kids. Right. And I've just been so hyper aware of my interactions of passing over Rush, my son, my six-month-old son, to a stranger to take care of him for an hour so that I can go sit in church and stay focused. And I know, I know for a fact that because I used to work in children's ministry, that there are some things that just has to take place in order for a nursery to be, you know, an option to even have. There has to be a certain amount of adults there. There has to be certain regulations. There are certain rules. And and I know that those are there in place and I can trust that. But that interaction with that teacher, the first time I pass the child over, that directly, that directly influences my ability to actually focus on what's being talked about in the sermon. It directly affects my ability to retain what's being talked about in the service. It directly affects my engagement in worship. It affects everything because that one interaction of passing over my son, it either is going to make or break the experience and it's going to either make or break me coming back and me actually growing in my relationship with Christ. So, you know, I went to one church and I went to another and I had two different interactions and I'll just be explicit around my experiences. So one church I went to and I had, you know, just fed him and I was ready to pass him over. And the teacher was basically just telling me how qualified she was. She said, oh, I'm a grandmother. I have four grandkids. These are their ages. I've kept them all the way up until kindergarten. And, you know, this is so easy for me. I could do this in my sleep. It's no big deal. Oh, I've got this under control. You you go sit and enjoy church. And I'm just like, Okay, I know, I know this is not a big deal for you, but it's a huge deal for me, right? It's a huge deal for me. Do not downplay the fact that you are taking care of my one and only child. And so I had to pause her. I kind of interrupted her. I said, hey, well, let me just tell you his name is Rush. He just ate. I just changed his diaper. (laughs) Like I was listing out all the things I wanted her to know. And I felt like she wasn't even listening to me because she kept telling me how easy this was for her. And I get that it is. I know that every baby is very similar and we all know what six months do, six month olds do and yada, yada, yada. I get it. But like specifically, this is my baby, you know, this is my baby. And I want to be able to communicate clearly what he needs. And another kind of element of this is Rush right now has a helmet. He has uh, his head is shaped a little, a little funky. And so we got a helmet going on to round out his head, but it's very obvious that he has a big helmet on his head. And 
you know, she didn't even ask about it. She, she didn't even say, Hey, is there anything I need to know about that specifically? Can't tell me what it does. And and so I had to say, Hey, I explained to her what it was and whether she did know what the helmet was or didn't know, regardless, like me being able just to kind of explain it for my peace of mind was really important to me. So I went into that service and I sat down and all I could think about is how I could not wait to go back and get my baby. I couldn't wait to go check on him, make sure he was okay, make sure he was, you know, happy, all of that. I could not focus on what was happening. And so left the church and I just said, hey, I cannot go back there. It is mental for me. You know, I need to be able to know that the person that's going to be keeping him or that the culture at that church, the way they, you know, train their volunteers to interact with parents, it just wasn't quite right for me. And so it's a no for me, right? And then I went to another church and had total opposite experience. The first thing she asked was, hey, what's his name? Does he need to have a bottle? Would you like him to nap? Where is his diaper bag? Is there a specific passy that he loves? Is there a specific toy or a blankie that he enjoys holding? Tell me about the helmet. Is there anything specific I need to know about? She asked me all these questions and just gave me space to just talk. And she was a, you know, a middle-aged woman. I mean, I know for a fact she probably had kids and has done this a bunch. She seemed very experienced as being a church nursery leader, but she gave me space to talk to her. And I went into that service and I didn't think twice. I didn't think twice. I focused on the service, got a little teary during worship, which for me is a, is, is a total, you know, movement of the spirit in my heart. I had my phone kind of on my lap, but just in case they texted me and needed me, but I forgot that it was there. Like I forgot that someone might need me, you know? And it was a completely different experience. And I will talk to people sometimes who are in ministry and they will straight up say, you know, I'm not going to be selling anything. So I'm in ministry. So I don't need, you know, guide culture. I don't need sales training. And I'm just like, this is the one job. This is the one job of any that needs it the most. That needs it the most. Whether you are encouraging people to give consistently or encouraging people to volunteer or encouraging someone to come to church with you or guiding someone to make the most important decision of their life, which is to follow Christ, to follow Jesus. And that is not happening in one conversation. That is happening through micro interactions, micro interactions, micro conversations, literally the way a teacher just asks, what is your child's name? Like that is a micro interaction that can determine the trajectory of someone's, you know, walk with Christ. If they continue to come to church, if they're able to sit and actually pay attention, it is huge. It is everything. It is everything. And what people don't realize is like, hey, you might be, you know, trying to get someone to volunteer, but like you're, you're offering so much more when you're trying to convince someone to volunteer, to volunteer their time, energy, their heart, their mental capacity, their spirit to be able to invest in whether it's a child or to invest in, well, let's use children's ministry to be able to invest in a 
child like what that does for the volunteer what that does for their heart what that does for their relationship with christ it is it is invaluable it is everything and when you don't know how to communicate the impact of volunteering for somebody they miss out they miss out on something that could change the trajectory of their life. As someone who used to lead volunteers, hundreds of volunteers, I know firsthand what volunteering can do for the for someone's life, for their heart. I know how it can soften their heart. I know how, how they can start to see Christ in a new, a different way through volunteering. I know that when they teach the gospel to a child, it helps them understand it so much more. And on a much deeper, much more simple level, I know the relationships and the community that volunteering brings. And when you can't communicate the value of that, like that is on you. You are doing a disservice to people without having these skills when you are in ministry. Now, this goes for so many more professions and so many more you know, nonprofits. And and I mean, I could go on and on, but just the experiences that I've had as a first time mom church shopping, my passion for this, my passion for a sales culture everywhere is stronger than it's ever been. And if you are a leader and you're listening to this, and if you are a ministry leader and you are listening to this, I cannot say more explicitly than this, get your butt in guide culture. Get in guide culture. Learn this material. Take it once a year, every year. Make it a part of your subconscious and make it the foundation of your culture. Guide culture gives you the tools to actually know like what to do with your hands. You know, so many people have such a passion, such a stirring in their heart, such a belief about, you know, what they believe, especially if you believe in Jesus, but like they don't know how to transfer it to people. You know what giving consistently can do, but you don't know how to explain what giving consistently can do for someone and for their life. Can you imagine what it would be like to have the tools to be able to do that subconsciously, like not even thinking about it, doing it on autopilot. And like these micro interactions, you have no idea when they are going to be available for you. You could be just getting a cup of coffee and someone mentioned something as they're also getting a cup of coffee and you can turn to them and have that micro interaction that could change everything for them. And then that person, they're going to share their testimony one day and they're going to say, Hey, I was just getting coffee one day and this man or this woman said this one thing to me I'll never forget and I haven't been able to get it off my heart and so I made a change and I started to give consistently and look at what it's done for me in my life. I hope you see the importance of this. I hope you see why it matters and I hope you take action. One thing we're actually doing for Guide Culture, if you're listening to this in real time, you're probably listening to it at the end of 2021. Our next Guide Culture training, the deadline to sign up is February 4th, 2022. February the 4th, 2022. When you get your seat before Christmas of 2021, you're going to get a strategy call with either myself or Catherine before you start the training on February the 11th. Now, Kat and I, we don't do one-on-one calls. We don't do strategy calls. This is something we feel like will be so beneficial for you to know, hey, how can I use 
these new guide culture skills I'm about to get? What is the thing I should be focusing on for my specific situation to make sure the guide culture training is being best used for my life and my situation? How can I really utilize and how can I view the guide culture training as I'm taking it to be able to be a better leader for my specific situation? This is something we have never done and I probably won't be doing again, but this is what we want to reward the people with who are taking action quickly. And we are so excited for it. So once you get your seat uh, after Christmas, you will get a link to book that call and we will do them in January before you start your training on February the 11th. If you have questions about any of this, just send us a DM at the guide culture and Kat or myself will be back to you very, very quickly. We will put the enrollment link in the show notes. There are payment plans available for you. We know not everybody is starting at the same place and so you have options. So click on that link, take a look at the payment plan options and let's make this happen so you can start the year 2022 as the best leader yet. I'll talk to you guys in the next episode. Thank you so much for listening and we hope this episode encouraged you in your journey. Come join us over at the Winner's Circle Facebook group of online entrepreneurs who are winning the game of life. The link is down in the show notes. We'll see you there.